Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Five The Bone. Roger, JP on The Bone, Real Raw Radio. Uh, 135, we'll get to uh, top 10 list. We guess what's in the top 10 and try to win the bounty prize uh, that's on the list. 2 o'clock, the Drew Garabo Live radio program. Did I watch the um, Ricky Gervais new stand-up special that, you know, Everybody's giving them crap for. Sure. You know what I'm starting to notice a lot of comedians doing? Chappelle's doing it. Uh, Chappelle did it, I should say. Ricky Gervais is doing it. And it's driving me a little bit crazy. Is they're trying to teach their audiences about comedy and irony and how just because you're offended doesn't mean it's not funny. You know, mm-hmm, because... Mm-hmm. You'll laugh at everything until the one joke that hits you, you. right? And right. then you're, but you're laughing at everything else that might be offensive. So it's like, and I'm finding that they have to explain comedy and how it works to their audience, and it's hmm. it's bothering. Like maybe I they feel it's to their benefit to do that. It probably is. It's like their way of covering their ass because mm-hmm. something in here is going to offend somebody, and it's just like just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. Right? right, and they really—I mean, Ricky Gervais did a whole bunch of minutes on irony, and then bringing back jokes. I mean, he's a genius. He really is yeah, a genius. Was I was never—you know—I didn't watch The Office or any of that stuff, but I do love his stand-up. I love what he does when he would host the Oscars and stuff like that. But the more and more I start to watch—you know—I watch a lot of stand-up specials on yep. Netflix, and I'm starting to see more and more of these mm-hmm. comics like feeling like they have to resort to explaining how comedy kind of works and why you can't get, if you're offended, it's on you and it's not because of the joke and it's not because of this. And I'm like, this kind of sucks. You know, Mm. this kind of sucks because when he's doing the comedy, it's hysterical. So it's good? Right. Because I still have to watch it. I think he's great. I really do. But, I mean, you'll see it for yourself. It's very, we're living in some strange times. It's like everybody wants to do their stand-up special but they're all doing it in a way to cover their ass mm. because nobody wants to get canceled. It's bizarre. What's that thing on, on FX? Is that what you're just talking about? The thing no, on- I'm talking about Ricky Gervais. On I'm the, saying the, the thing, Netflix. there's a thing on, on I think it's FX mm-hmm. um, or something like that where it's, it's the comedian. It's all, um, maybe it's BET. It's all uh, about comedians from, from back in the day that are like, like kind of what you're saying. And they're going to say like, listen, this is, it's what it's, it's, it's not called meant to be offensive, but something about don't be offended or, or something where they're mm-hmm. talking about, this is right. how we grew up. These are the comedians we listened to. And this is what we did. So when we're doing it, we're pulling from, from old school stuff and yeah. making it our own. And, and anyway, it's going to be like a, either a documentary or a miniseries or something. I want to see it. Yeah. It's, on F- it's on FX? I, I want to say FX, yeah. I love how I brought this this show up, and I have no idea what 
Right. <laughs> That's okay, Raj. If you figure it out. Well, we're all the same. You don't know channels. You don't know where anything is. If you figure out You're just like all the rest of us. If you figure out. Mr. What the, I have a TV guy in my head. What the show is. If you figure out what the show is, send it to me because I'd like to watch it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, and I think Gervais makes a really good point. Like, I can make, you know, a hundred offensive jokes until I get to the one that hits your nerve. Right. And then. But that one hits your nerve, and then you go on social media. But another joke hits somebody else's nerve. It's like we can't sit here and write jokes and do comedy worried about who's going to get offended. It's like if you're offended, it's on you. Don't consume the product if it's done. And I don't like the fact that these guys have to go out there and explain themselves before they go out and do their art. It's the only art form, right, Hmm. that for whatever reason – and I heard Jim Norton say this the other day, and I thought it was really, really great. It's the only art form where they're constantly being told now what they are and aren't allowed to talk about or how they're allowed to talk. What's nobody's part of their a- art. Nobody's asking anybody to change music lyrics. Right. Nobody's at, like, none of that right. stuff. Like, right. they, they tried that with Eminem. Didn't work. Yeah. Right? But now it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe if we start canceling comedians, we can get them to write the kind of jokes that we're comfortable Mm -hmm. laughing at. And Norton was just like, no, it's our art form. This is what we do. If you don't like it, don't consume it. I feel like most comedy that's very funny is uncomfortable. It usually brings up a point that could be uncomfortable both in your brain or for someone who it does hit home with. A lot of comedy does that. It always has. I was just watching some Carlin stuff. And he's talking about the government and how we're not free and how they can control everything. And the stuff that he was talking about from 30-some-odd years ago is just so poignant and perfect for everything that's going on in the world right now. It's... Dude, I don't, man, I don't want to... It's, 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 it's 135 on a Friday, and I'm not trying to start anything, but I, I my point of view... <laughs> that's is, a lie. No, I was just... I don't... Just coming from someone who... who you know, I'm sensitive to other people's feelings. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anybody else. The things I say, I right. really go out of my way to try and remember that people are all different from maybe not my perspective and all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how or why, so please don't ask me to explain it. But if I hear an African-American comedian or Hispanic comedian make something that might not be completely PC, make a joke, I don't know why I'm not as offended or I wouldn't be as what is he talking about or she whereas a white comedian I I feel more weirded out by it and again Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm not not saying anybody should bend to me I'm just explaining that's my point of view and I don't think that I'm the only one with people that I know personally I don't know about everybody in the world but Monica that's really defining what cancel culture is like I can't really put my hand on it but it just isn't right no, so it needs that. to go away. I, and I didn't see any of that. I, I, like I said specifically, I'm not asking for anybody to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what what my comfort level is. Right. And, I don't, and I'd like to understand why my comfort level is okay and fine with people of color um, mm-hmm. and, and not with, with white people. Same joke, same quote-unquote offense. Mm. I don't want anybody canceled across the board. I just I just would like to understand why I will laugh really hard. And I feel like it's a relatable thing. I follow this guy on on, on TikTok, who who will say you know mm. different things about black people? What it's like to live in a black household? I I think I'm black because everything 
I relate to it completely. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it's really, really funny to me. I will laugh out loud like, oh, my mom did that. Or, oh, yeah, we had that in our house. And so right. it's, that, it's that relatable thing, I think. Um, but sure. other than that, I can't that think be. of any reason why. And, and I, don't, I don't like it. I'm not saying I think it's, it's good. Ca- uh, I think it's because you think about race more than you want to, you want to admit to. Um, I you do. You bring, I mean, you bring up race on this show more than anybody else does. Yeah, and that's that probably makes sense. I'm the only person of color, so it, well, it's Gareth on my mind there. a lot. Yeah, Gareth is there, but you're, no, you know, you. Yeah, bring we're holding up, him down, right? Yeah. We are. We're oppressing. <laughs> you are the man. Um, but you bring up race more than anybody else does, and that's fine. But I, I can sit there and watch the comedian. There's somebody. I don't know if it was on TikTok or Instagram. Like stuff white people do. Hysterical. Mm. But See, I would I also I, laugh, I would also laugh at stuff black people do now that's, or that's, stuff Mexican people do as long as the jokes are funny, right? But how I don't will care. you know? But I don't know that you would think they were funny because again, it does. It's I don't relate. Like I don't know it, stuff white people do because I'm not white. So I seeing that I don't know if it would make me laugh. I don't you would get laugh. it. It would as long as you can relate to it, right? As, everything's relatable. That's the whole thing. As long as the jokes are funny, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because you have a lot of life experience, so yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't care. But stuff, they might not be funny to you if you can't relate, and if they you. Have, Listen, when you make fun of white people dancing and they show white people dancing, white people can't dance. Well, that's not true. There's a, a lot, lot of, of white people can dance. And Go to a wedding. Go to a crack a wedding and tell <laughs> me how great white people are at dancing. I think it's just different. You might not be doing, as, you know, as many different dances or have, you know, the same type right. of rhythm, but... A certain percentage in single digits might be good at dancing. And then the rest are average, and then there's the few that are really horrible. And that's just a typical white wedding. Right, but that's what you make fun of. Yeah, that's, always. So it's like, even though that the white people that really can't dance, <laughs> they're probably the minority in the room. Yeah. That's where the joke lies. It becomes the stereotype. That's where the, <laughs> that's where the stereotype lies. So that stereotype is for maybe 3% of the people, white people that are trying to dance. That's a low number. Yeah, 10%. 10%. <laughs> but that's where the joke is. That's yeah. where the funny is. So that's where you go with. And, you know, so be it. Yep. But I don't know comedians having to explain why their jokes are okay. But you don't think that leads to a, a, an open line of communication so that other people can say, "Oh, I didn't know that's where it's coming from." Okay, no, I understand now. I'm not offended. You don't think that helps? You tell me one artist that wants his art, his or her art, dictated to them. Not, but not about dictated, but to explain it. So if I look at a painting or and I'm like, "Oh, that's a horrible it. painting," then the person can say, "Well, I was thinking of this, and this was the mood, and I drew from this," and then I'll be like, "Oh, now I see it differently." It's, it'd be the same mm-hmm. concept to me, right. and I don't see anything wrong but with that. Most you, artists don't want to explain their painting because they want you to look at it and take from it whatever you get, whatever and then you move want. on, and they don't. They don't right. want to say a word because they know what they how they did it and why. But then you, we have a hundred people walk by. And they have a hundred interpretations. Right, that's the beauty of the whole thing. You think so, like you two sitting on a on a yeah Bono sitting in an Same airport and some guys like yeah you know that song one mm. <laughs> here's the lyrics I thought you should have used <laughs> like it's not happening. But it, for whatever reason, society seems to think they can tell comics yeah. what is okay and what's not okay. I think and it's that's more where, of a, and that's where my problem lies. It's I, the only art form they're messing with. I see it's a. I see it more as a. Let's. Um, I don't want to tell anybody what to do. Any kind of creative format, but I do want uh, everybody to understand um, that there are some things that might there might be a line, or if you tell this joke, just know you're offending X and X and X because of this, mm-hmm. and then it's your choice after that. But to and again, all of this comes from communication. This comes from back and no. forth. It comes from people thinking they have the right to never be offended. No, that's there's a lot of that. I feel like, and I, and I, I hate to say it, and, and I don't want to start anything, but I feel like <laughs> that is your 
very narrow point of view on what no. you're, you're assuming what a group of people are thinking. Like, I, I don't know that people want to say, I want to dictate to them. I don't know that's what do they're you saying. Understand, do you understand what happened to Chappelle after yes. that last special with yes. the transgender community? Did you watch the special? No, I don't watch anything. At He's, no point, at no point in that special, The Closer, did he say anything anti-trans? The people lost their minds. Mm-hmm. He never, ever says anything anti-trans. The whole last 20 minutes of that special is about a friend of his who was trans and the whole story, how they met, how they knew each other. He ended up supporting the door. She ended up killing herself. Ugh. At no oh. point was anything he said anti-trans. But can you understand but, the need? But they took it. People who didn't watch it took it, spun it, and then decided that he needed to be canceled. So then and what Netflix, would be wrong with- And Netflix stood up there and said, you know what? No. But what would be wrong in that specific scenario with open lines of communication saying I and then and say, listen, I did not say this. This is not what I meant. This is not how I said for people to understand. I just don't know what's wrong with with meeting he, halfway and having a, an open communication about it. He did that. Yeah, they ended up he did that because so because then he went out and did a stand up gig. He was doing an arena and he talked about he had a documentary, all these film festivals that he was invited to. Right that he was getting ready to show this documentary that he had did. Then all of a sudden he was uninvited to all of these film festivals, right? So then he said, listen, and he's like, to the trans community, he's like, it's been told that I refuse to set, that I refuse to sit down with you. That's not true. Okay, good. And he's like, I never said that. He goes, but I will not be summoned by you. Now you're getting an attitude. No, and, no, no. Uh, well, well, because he said, because anybody, I will sit and have this conversation, but in order for you to be in that room, you have to have sat down and watched the special. Fair. Because if they sat, right. and, Monica, if they sat and watched the special, there's no way they could have taken an, an that, that, that he did an anti-trans uh, stance on that special. Impossible. Okay, well, like I said, I didn't see it, so I don't know. But I think it's fair what he's asking, and I think it's fair for for someone who has a, an issue with what they thought they knew about it to be exposed to what actually was said. All of this is good, and it's all coming from talking. But and the, that's what I'm saying. I shouldn't just be, screw you, you don't tell me what to do. It shouldn't be, screw you, you're canceled, and I right? never even watched it. It shouldn't be either one of those. It should be about but what you're But that's what happened to him. Yeah. That's what happened to him. People that worked for canceled. Netflix decided that that special caused an unsafe work environment for them. Shut up. Well, we don't, we don't <laughs> know how they're work. feeling, though. Jesus Christ. Then, then quit. It's a comedy special. I feel like Watch just, it or don't watch it. You might just be too... You're, you're, yeah, no, it's it's told me. Bla- no, I feel like your your thoughts on it are so black and white. It's this or that, and I think there's a lot of shades of gray, and I think those are the yeah, things you, you need to you don't. Nobody gets the, has the right to tell other people how to perform their craft. Rich, white. Except for rich, white people. <laughs> they control the world. All right, top ten list. You ready? Uh, right, here's how I want you to do the top ten. <laughs> Monica, you're going to do very well on this list, actually. Okay. Top ten longest running reality TV shows. <laughs> oh. She wrote the list. I know. Um, you know what's, what I'm still watching, and I just watched last night the newest episode? Um, the Challenge. MTV is The Challenge. Number three, yeah. 23 years. The what? The challenge? The cha- that uh, real world road rules challenge right. kind of thing that they've... Never watched it the once. challenge now. 23 okay. years, the challenge. Wow. 
All right, 800-771-1025-727-579-1025. The phone numbers, top 10 longest-running reality shows. Give me Survivor. Survivor is number four, 21 years. Mm. That's probably one I've watched the most, I guess. All the Real Housewives. (laughs) No, none of them. (laughs) Not even close. No. It's longest-running, right? So I guess they're too recent. Even though they're probably I ten think, years, I think the first, I think New York was New York. No, what was the first one? New York Mark? was Beverly the first Hills? one. New York or was Orange, or, uh, Orange County might have been the first. Orange number ten County. is number ten is at seventeen years. Oof, I think yeah, it might I be think fifteen, there's, right? There's just a lot of them. I don't know how long they've been around. No, right, good luck with the list. Eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five seven two. Spring is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.